Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 277 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for showing more of who you are as we read your word. Teach us more about you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see what Jesus is teaching in Matthew chapter 10. He sends his disciples out into the world. He sent them to heal the sick and drive out demons and proclaim that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Verse 1 tells us he gave them power and authority over unclean spirits to drive them out and to cure all kinds of disease and all kinds of weakness and infirmity. Jesus has the power to defeat the enemy and we are one with him if we believe in him. We walk in his power and authority over the enemy as well. He warns the disciples that they will be persecuted. There is no question they will suffer persecution in the future. He was preparing them for when it will happen. For now, they would go out and minister to the people, heal the sick and drive out demons, and they will come back lifted up, inspired and wildly encouraged at the work they did under the power of God. Much of this chapter included warnings for their future. Jesus was always preparing them for his departure and their role in spreading the gospel. Then he speaks to their fears in verses 30 and 31, which says, But even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, then. You are of more value than many sparrows. God will always comfort us and encourage us when we experience fear. He will strengthen us to remain steadfast and walk in his will instead of bowing down to the world. In verse 39, he said, Whoever finds his lower life will lose it, the higher life. And whoever loses his lower life on my account will find it, the higher life. The lower life is our life here on earth. If we find and gather all we need and want here on this earth, we will lose our hearts to the world. But if we give up our earthly desires to seek heavenly ones, then our hearts belong to the one who died for us, and he will save us for himself for eternity. Let's see what Paul is writing Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 5 today. Paul advises him about how to treat people his elders, women, both young and old, and widows. And then Paul gives him instructions about how to deal with widows. He tells him to make sure she has no relatives, for relatives must take care of one another instead of burdening the church. In verse 8, he says, If anyone fails to provide for his relatives, and especially for those of his own family, he has disowned the faith by failing to accompany it with fruits, and is worse than an unbeliever who performs his obligation in these matters. Paul is very stern here about how we are to help our families. Some of this likely comes from the history of the Israelites. As we have read, the Lord required the same of them, and so it is passed on here. We likely live by a watered-down version of how we treat our families in this century. Let us search our hearts and see if we are neglecting anyone in our family. He ends this letter by writing about conspicuous and inconspicuous sins and good deeds. Some sins are obvious to everyone, and some will take some time to be found out. There are sins done in secret that will eventually come out in the light. In the same way, there are people doing good who go unnoticed, but their good deeds will eventually be seen as well. Paul tells Timothy to be aware that not everyone who seems righteous is righteous, and some people who don't stand out as doing good are actually serving in a beautiful way. He wants Timothy to be careful about showing favoritism and instead treat people the same. This is good advice for us all. Let's see what Isaiah is prophesying in chapter 63. Isaiah writes about the coming of Christ. Jesus came from Edom because Edom is the first place that will be judged. 
The Edomites are descendants of Esau way back in Genesis. They were enemies of the Israelites. Isaiah asks why Jesus' robe is splashed with red. Jesus replies that the red is the blood from those he has trampled on. Verse 4 says, For the day of vengeance was in my heart, and my year of redemption, the year of my redeemed, has come. Yes, the Lord will have his day of vengeance. Jesus says there is no one who is just and right. And so Jesus finds his father loving kindness. He recounts God's pity and redemption for the Israelites as he led them out of Egypt. In verse 10, he said, But they rebelled and grieved his Holy Spirit. Therefore, he turned to become their enemy and himself fought against them. After a time, his people remembered his mercy and the days of old, and they asked him to remember them and soften their hard hearts. They asked him to do this for the sake of his promise and their heritage. In chapter 64, their prayer continues. Verse 4 is underlined in my Bible and says, For from of old no one has heard nor perceived by the ear, nor has the eye seen a God besides you, who works and shows himself active on behalf of him who earnestly waits for him. May we wait upon the Lord and know he will act on our behalf as he did for his people through the ages. The Israelites recognize their sin and that God has hidden himself from them. Still, they pray to try and remind him that he is their father and they ask him to stop being angry with them. We will read more tomorrow in chapter 65. Let's see what we can learn from Psalm 96. It is a psalm of praise. It tells us to talk about all the wonderful things God has done. Just as the Israelites were to remember what God had done for them, we are reminded to do the same as we read this psalm. We should remember the God we serve is the same God who parted the Red Sea and the Jordan. He is the God who was able to do all things. There is nothing too difficult for him. He made the earth and all that is in it. It is all his. Sometimes we forget and get caught up in the world and all its troubles. But God is the same today as he was thousands of years ago. And he is the same God who desires our praise and worship. Let us pray. O Lord, you are great and mighty. Father, we praise your name. We praise all your works. Continue to remind us just how great and mighty you are. Help us never forget all the wonderful things you have done. May our hearts be filled with praise for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.